I'm Leslie. I'm Meta, and this is the Dumb, Dumber, and Chaotic Cinema Podcast, where people who are definitely not experts watch and review film and TV. Today, we will be reviewing Wolf of Wall Street of all movies. Um, I have a lot of feelings, but before we get into that, we have our rage room, which basically we get three minutes each, and we can talk about anything we want to talk about. Um, Meta, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'm not really in a ragey kind of mood today, um, so I think I'm going to take this moment to talk about the TV show that I'm conceiving recently, which is Gilmore Girls. So, Leslie? Okay, you okay. charmer. Go on, go. Okay, great. Um, so, I started watching Gilmore Girls about two weeks ago, um, a, maybe three weeks, and I'm currently on at the end of season five, which isn't really my brightest moment. Um, I have definitely probably consumed too much screen time in the last couple of weeks that, for my own good. And honestly, after I'm done, I'm probably going to take like a screen break for at least a week. Um, but until then, as you, I really like this show, if that wasn't obvious by the fact that I've watched almost six seasons in three weeks. Um, I think Gilmore Girls has like the perfect like nostalgia feel to it especially watching it now, because I've never watched it before. And it kind of reminds me a lot of, like, the way that Friends makes me feel, where it's, like, like it just feels like a warm bowl of soup, right? Like, if you're in a bad mood, it'll cheer you up so easily, just because of how nostalgic it is. Even though I never really lived through that time period, so I'm not sure why I feel like that, but that's fine. Um, also, I think another aspect of it that reminds me of a lot of friends is like the focus on the relationships. Um, and this one, especially between obviously between like Lorelai and Rory, because it's like the main relationship of the show is like a show about a mother and a daughter. Um, but I don't know, I feel I find myself consuming a lot of media where the main focus is the dynamics between the two people or the entire group. And I really like shows like that where it feels about it where it feels like it's focused on the people in your life you know like it makes you feel grateful for them um and I don't know I just really really like it um currently uh I love the relationship between Luke and Lorelai spoiler if you don't know I mean come on it's been years so I'm not even like if you don't watch it yet that's your fault even though I haven't watched it yet um but I really really like Luke and Lorelai's relationship um I also, I, I am probably, I think, completely in love with Logan, which was a surprise because I thought I would always like Jess more. Um, but I, like, I would marry Logan on the spot. And I know that Rory turns on his proposal. Um, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I know that it happens because, again, it's been years. Uh, but can I just say I wouldn't turn down his proposal? Um, so, yeah. Um, what else? I also do not like the grandparents. Um, I think that they get a little bit too much flack from Lorelai, but I also feel like they get enough flack. Like, they're not the best people. No, actually, I like Richard. I don't like Emily. Um, especially after she messed up Luke and Lorelai. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to finish the show. Um, let's just give me a 10 second countdown so I'm just gonna finish my thoughts and just say like if you have ever wanted to watch it or if you like shows like Friends I would definitely watch it but yeah I'm done yep that's fine yeah. <laughs> like the preface I'm the one who got her into it yes. I have watched it all the way through multiple times is it because I'm from is it because we're both from Connecticut and we like I... relate to the area 
Maybe. Honestly, hearing them say Connecticut town names is so exciting. Like, I just feel yes. like... And by the way, they when Luke gives instructions to that one lady in that one scene when uh, Lorelai hosts the fashion show mm-hmm. for the Chilton Moms, Luke gives the wrong directions to Hartford. That is not the right highway! <laughs> oh my god. And, like, I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I didn't drive. I noticed it, obviously, but, oh, size point. Um... Every time they mention Beacon Falls, I literally shriek. Because if y'all don't know, that's where my sister's from. I love it. That's where she lives. So, moving on. I think it's my turn. And like her, I don't really have anything to argue. I'm not caught up in a lot of... I'm trying to catch up to her because I'm trying to binge watch it as well. Because I haven't watched it in a while. I literally skipped. I literally texted you asking, what season are you on? Because I'm like, okay. I could probably skip and going on. So I'm like, uh, what episode am I on? Um, uh, the scene where Dean brings the bookcase to Rory's dorm and it doesn't fit, and then then they have a, the conflict. Actually, I, I know I'm gonna read through that because that scene bothered me. That's okay. okay. Let's hear it. This is my three minutes of it. Okay, so to preference the plot line of what's going on in this scene, so. Uh, Lorelai is, uh, furnishing the Dragonfly Inn, which is the inn that her and Suki have become, like, owners of. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lorelai gets this bookcase that does not fit in the, the inn. So she, like, thinks, Rory, books, that's for, that's for Rory, bookcase. So she, bri- so she asks Dean, who is Rory's ex-boyfriend, for all extensive purposes, who is married! Oh. <laughs> You know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. I this like before the whole affair thing, and I yes, before the affair thing. So, um, so, so, so he brings said bookcase to Rory's dorm at Yale, and it doesn't fit. And they just get talking, and somehow they come upon talking about how uh, Dean is leaving um, college to earn more money to support his family. Right? That seems normal. He is a married man. He wants to support Lindsay. And Rory gets so angry at him. Like, why are you dropping out of school? Like, are you... And my whole feeling is like, Rory, you are not married to this man. You <laughs> you are not married. You are not in a relationship. You are mostly friends. You're allowed to have an opinion, but not that aggressive an opinion. Tell him what to do with his life. And they're like, it's just like, Rory, you're the one that wanted to date Jess. And put all your attention towards Jess, and that's what made Dean break up with you. And it, it, it just bothered me. It, like, bothered me how Rory believes that she has control over everyone in her life in general. And that's why I don't think it's a hot take anymore. I don't like Rory. I'm sorry. She is the worst character in this whole show. And this whole show is centered around her. And she never learns her lesson, ever. She sleeps with Dean, and then I, I think I think I probably spoiler if you haven't seen the revival, she sleeps with Logan while he is engaged to another woman, and it's yeah. freaking like you're the one that rejected his proposal in the first place. Be a freaking adult. Again, I would never reject Logan's proposal. <laughs> Neither would I. Who wouldn't? <laughs> 
See, to I be honest. have a little bit of a different take. I know we're not getting to a little bit of okay. a different take. Okay. Um, I have 19 seconds left, so if you want to take those and talk about your opinion, you go ahead. Okay. I just feel like I, for a lot of the scenes where Rory, at least thus far, obviously I haven't gotten to, like, the main bad part of her yet, where, like, she drops out of yell and stuff, but from what I've seen so far, I feel like Rory's actually right about a lot of things. She just doesn't have, like, the tact to actually bring them up in the right way she doesn't know boundaries i don't think she was incorrect i i kind of agree with her about the whole school thing like i definitely think that although i get that the point was for his wife i do think that school i agree with her that school is like the main priority rory and i are very similar in like our academic ambition so maybe that's also why you're looking to her in that way but I feel like she doesn't know the boundary when she sees it, where if even if she wanted to bring that up, she shouldn't have gotten that aggressive about it. And it's not up to her what Dean does. I feel like Dean had the right to get upset at her for saying that. But I feel like in a lot of other scenes where, like, Rory's being Rory, I think that the main idea and the main intentions of what she's doing is right. She just doesn't have, like, any tact on how to go about it. You know? Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, I get what you mean. I... I personally think Rory's the worst character in the whole show, but that's because she's Rory, and, like, she doesn't know, like you said, she doesn't know boundaries. The, out, this turned into a film members review episode, but, <laughs> um, but I, as, long as, talk, as long as we want to wrap this show, because I really want to get into this other movie, but I'll, I'll wrap this up, but, like, as I was saying my opinion on your side, um, I agree with you. I don't think Rory knows boundaries because she didn't really grow up with that. Her mom was more of her best friend than her mother. And that kind of stunts that kind of relation, like not knowing boundaries in relationships because she always able to share with everyone. Yeah. Even though, like, because she got so angry at Dean about it. And it made me so mad. I'm like, you are not this man's wife or lover or anything oh you gave up on this man do and not later, act like you have responsibility over him because yeah. you know later in the same episode she's walking with lane and she starts bad-mouthing Lindsay, where she's like that's oh. what ma- when in the freaking grocery store and Lindsay yeah. overheard it and it makes me so angry and then dean said oh it's because Lindsay didn't know about like their like re- like their like mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. which made me I don't like Dean and I don't like Rory. Let's get that out. <laughs> the only characters I, I really like are Luke, Laura. Although I don't know how much how much more like Louis after April comes. But that's not the point. Lorelai, okay. Luke, that's Lorelai. understandable though. I yeah, yeah. Luke, Lorelai, I like Richard, Rory, Miss Patty. Yes. <laughs> Paris, Babette, and Rory. I stand <laughs> their relationship goals. Sorry. I also really like Logan, although I'm kind of having Logan. a tough time. His father is a... <laughs> I like his father so far. Did Why? He, he gave just Rory... Wait, the... just, just, just wait. Just oh. wait. Just, just, okay. just wait. Just, just wait. Just... It'll get easier today. Yeah. Do you know... Do you know what happens? Do you know that... Do you know when Rory gets the internship, right? Yeah. I'm at that part. Do you well, know I'm how... The she gets ends? good at it. What? Do you know how the internship ends yet, or no? No. Tell me. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. No, I like spoilers. But we're going to talk to the log on this. We need to get okay, paid. You're, right, you're, right, you're right. We have an actual movie to talk okay, about. Okay, moving on. We're talking about Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. I have some feelings. <laughs> so we're going to get into our 
chaotic cinema segment. Um, and Leslie obviously let to talk about, so I'm going to let her talk. Yeah. So before I get started, for those who have not seen this movie, <laughs> I, I was like, I was going to say a descriptor and I was like, I'm not going to describe this movie. It's hard to describe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'll give a little preface. Um, this is based on a true story. If um, you want to go and read a book about it, I can give you a short. There's um, the book called Wolf of Wall Street by the man who is portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. His name is Jordan Belfort, who got, did get arrested and convicted of um, and pled guilty to fraud and other related crimes in the petty stock scam. Mm -hmm. um, um, he only went to prison for two years. We're not getting into so that's um, um but um the brief storyline of this movie is in the early 1990s jordan belfort teamed with his partner donnie Azoff and started brokerage firm stratton oakmont their company quickly grows from a staff of 20 to a staff of more than 250 and their status in the trading community and wall street grows exponentially so much that companies file their initial public offerings through them as their status grows, so do the amount of substances they abuse, and so do their lies. They draw attention like no other, throwing lavish parties for their staff when they hit the jackpot on high trades. That ultimately leads to Belfort, featured on the cover of Forbes magazine, being called the Wolf of Wall Street. With the FBI on Belfort's trading schemes, he devises a new ways to, to cover his tracks and watch his fortune grow. Belfort ultimately comes, with, comes up with a scheme to stash their cash in a European bank, but with the FBI watching like a hawk, how will Belfort and Asaph be able to maintain their elaborate wealth and luxurious lifestyles? That is the summary of this wondrous sort of film that I would like to get into. Um, just for brief warning, this movie is rated R if you want to go watch it. Um, that is due to strong sexual content, graphic nudity, drug use, and language throughout the film, and also for some violence. I now, forgot that I was 18, because I was going to say, well, we watched it anyway, and then I was like, no, I'm 18 now. But then you remember, Meta, I am close to 18. I am only 17. <laughs> I had to watch this on my own, even though I've seen this before. But, um, but moving on, let's talk about this movie let's talk about initial thoughts meadow would you like to go first what are your initial thoughts on this movie yeah um before i say anything i do want to point out the fact that i did watch this when i was slightly sick um so my memory meh, we'll see how good it is i did watch it <laughs> yesterday so it should be fine but i watched this today before i filmed this uh, okay, so good. you'll you uh, this. i started watching this at 10 a.m took a break in between, and then came back. So let's see. Three-hour movie, right? It's or three what? hours long. That was the first note that I had on my note sheet. This yeah. movie is three hours long. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. You can cut, like, 25 minutes of this movie. Yeah, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Here are my, I guess, my overall impression. Um, first of all, the acting is really good. I really yeah. like the acting. Leonardo DiCaprio, Maggie... Uh, Matthew Mark, McConaughey, Jonah Hill, uh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> Great. The acting is phenomenal. And I feel like the story itself is really interesting. There were points where I got confused on what was happening because I don't understand anything financial, which is why I'm going to be a psychology major and not a finance major. Same. Um, <laughs> but the story itself was ridiculous. But unlike 
And I feel like it reminds me a lot. Like, the Ridiculous Level is almost as much as, like, Easy A, which we watched a couple weeks yeah. ago. Which we all know how I felt about that one. Um, but I feel like the point of it was was to be ridiculous, you know? Like, it yeah. wasn't meant to be a movie that was about, like, normal people. It was meant to be lavish. And yes, I feel like I actually really, surprisingly enough, I actually really enjoyed the movie. Um, I don't think I would ever rewatch it just because it's a little bit long and I didn't really... It's not my type of movie. Like, it's not... I I was pleasantly surprised because I'm more like a rom-com person. And this had not rom-com features. Um, but I did somewhat... I did enjoy it because I feel like it hit the points that it was supposed to hit. You know, like, the acting was really good. It was really believable. It was ridiculous, but it was meant to be ridiculous. Um, the only... I guess the only downside to the movie that I saw, personally, was... I read somewhere that it was meant to be, like, a parody, um, or, like, it was meant to be, like, sat- not satire, but, like, it was meant to point out how ridiculous, like, these people's wealth are, and kind of how, um, it was kind of, like, meant to discourage people from following that path, but I feel like the movie portrayed it as such, it was, like, so lavish and stuff, and the fact that he only got two years, obviously, in prison, which was close to a normal story, I feel like it... <laughs> It almost glorified that lifestyle. Like, I, I don't think it was... The purpose of it was to, like, make fun of that lifestyle. But it kind of, in my eyes, I feel like it glorified it a little bit. Um, um, and I don't know. I just, I feel like that was the only part that I didn't particularly enjoy. What about you? Okay. Given that I just recently, very recently watched it, I'm still, like shocked on what I just watched. And I watched Monday with Sebastian Stan. So this, I'll tell you this, this movie was a joyride. Let's just say that. this I, I was shocked that I enjoyed this movie. I kept my eyes closed. You, you should not leave your eyes from this movie. Oh, like, no. I had trouble just writing notes. So I just keep wanting to watch the movie. Like, yeah. you, you would be surprised at what's going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many times I wrote WTF in my notes <laughs> saying, what the fuck is going on yeah. in this movie? And just like, this episode's going to be very explicit because I, because when this movie, they, they, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I used what the fuck to basically everything in this movie because, okay, this movie opens and he is on this helicopter high as a fucking kite and he almost crashed into his own house and this is supposed to be happening like way before like it's supposed to be like the end of the movie almost kind of like the scene like you you get a repeat of the scene later on the movie and i'm i'm just like what the fuck is going on (laughs) i'm like this is one hell of an opening by the way if you can't watch any like substance abuse or it's not the film for you because they get they 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 snort cocaine on top of women. They uh, get high on like they, there's cocaine everywhere. They alcohol. He literally opens the movie. I have it quoted in my notes saying that he uses um, uh, deludes for his back pain. Um, <laughs> uh, morphine, cocaine, um, Adderall, like. <laughs> Yeah, all of this mixed with alcohol, mind you. Um, so that's how they open the movie, and he based I. And what's weird to me is that you find out at the end of this movie that this man is a motivational speaker. 
on how <laughs> how to make money. And I think I think the nice metaphor. I I enjoyed this movie. I was surprised. I was. If you saw me at the last episode, you probably heard me saying, like, I am worried about this movie. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this movie. Mm. And I, because you have put in perspective that this is an actual story about an actual person's life. So it's going to be accurate and also impossible to believe that this happened. <laughs> so, like, it's crazy. And, um, but I believe that it happened to this man. I, uh, 100% believe that this happened. And so that's my thoughts on that. I think the acting, amazing. I think um, this movie was nominated for uh, for five Oscars. No wins, though. Uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio at least deserved something. <laughs> because this movie, oh, it, it, it was it was a it, it was a it was a joyride. Um, I, I, fully, like, I, I fully enjoyed it. I fully enjoyed it. Yeah, same. I feel like in terms of the acting, I think that was definitely a standout because in a lot of movies that we see, like all, the main characters, the main actors, the leads usually act really well, but it's usually like the supporting cast that I feel like the acting tends to fall short yeah. a little bit sometimes. But, but everyone like in this movie was great. Even characters showed up. Even characters that showed up for like just a couple of minutes. Yeah. They acted you can see they're having. Fun yeah. with this movie like they're not really you can see like they're not really taking this movie seriously yeah they're just kind of there just the you know this story crazy i think it really has a hidden metaphor he even mentions it how um money really makes to quote cabaret money really makes the world go round really and that that is the real drug that really is motivating these people is to is making money and i think that's a really interesting for this movie that is very heavily shown of substance abuse the mm. real substance that is motivating these men is money and i think that's a very interesting plot line of this movie mm -hmm. especially because considering i've watched a lot of movies that show wall street and the stock market do i understand any of it fuck no but do i find their lifestyle interesting yes why would someone pick to do this with their life because you literally see this movie opens like saying 18 months earlier or no i feel like this is like a some time before this and he has a wife he joins as uh, a stockbroker on um actual wall street because this is this is the opening I might be wrong. I just watched this. I don't remember most of it. <laughs> it was all a blur in the moment. I feel like um, at the more scenes that come on, the more you forget what happened because it just gets literally. I don't remember anything that happened in the beginning of this movie. So uh, I can tell you what happens at the end, not the beginning. But uh, what I remember from from the beginning is that he has this wife, and um, he starts his job on Wall Street. Uh, they have something called Black Monday happen, which actually happened. It was the worst thing that happened since the 1920s. Um, and essentially, no one really trusts stockbrokers anymore yeah. because they lost all this money. So, um, so, so basically, he leaves Wall Street and then he starts working at this penny, um, penny 
broken. I forget what it's called. Penny something. Penny stocks, where oh. it it where it was like you. Uh, they the the stocks were a lot of money, but they got fifty percent commission, which mm. means that when they when they buy when when they get a call saying, "Oh, I want to put this amount of money," they get fifty percent of how much that stock gets made. Yeah. So, like, let's say it was like sixty cents per whatever, and they buy sixty grand worth of that, they get thirty grand, essentially. I think that's how it works. I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into math. There's a reason why I'm becoming a psychologist. <laughs> I'm not into math. So, um, so I think that was a very interesting plot device. It's the use of money and how that works. Um, and I thought this man's life was interesting. To oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's really hard to focus on anything else when you're watching the movie, just because it gets more and more ridiculous as yes. the plot progresses. Yeah, and essentially what happens later is to find out when Margot Robbie's character gets introduced, who is my favorite character in the whole movie. We stand Margot Robbie. Yes. Um, uh, so essentially she gets introduced because she comes to this party that Jordan... Uh, Belfort, who is Leonardo DiCaprio's character, mm-hmm. is having because they throw like really big parties when they have like a, like a really good money. Didn't they even say in the, in the summary like um, a jackpot mm-hmm. and then the high trades? So he like hits on her, and his freaking wife is outside. And one of her friends sees this, and she's like, uh, Teresa, who is his wife, like needs you out there, and and like she was like, oh. The- what is going on and then freaking um jonah hill starts freaking masturbating in the middle of the thing i was like what the fuck is going on by the way if you can't handle like explicit things like that this is not the episode i'm marking this as explicit don't worry and i'm putting the movie like if you can't handle like things like that and like more in, like intimate us scenes. discussing it if you can't handle it trigger warning yeah. saying oh, that now yeah um mm-hmm. yeah so that happens and she gets pushed out obviously um and so um obviously uh, uh Leonardo DiCaprio's character rather they have their fun until uh until his wife finds out when he was doing drugs on top of on Robbie's chest, and uh, she finds out, and then they ask for a divorce, and that's the end of that. But then uh, Michael Robbie's character gets married. So mm-hmm. this man's oh. life is insane. Literally, that's it all I'm gonna say. I, literally, the tagline is "Earn, Spend, Party." Is literally the tagline of this movie, Honestly, and I believe it because that is yeah. essentially what happens. They earn money, they spend said money. And then they party. And they go hard when they party. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like overall, though, as someone who doesn't usually like those type of movies, I end up enjoying myself. Like, it was Yeah, I enjoyed myself this movie. I thought I was going to not like this movie. I thought I was going to be sitting through a weird-ass movie, which did happen. Yeah. But I did find more enjoyment in watching this movie than I'm sorry, Sebastian Stan, I love you. 
then out of, if you're listening, I know you're not, but um, out of watching Monday. And don't get me wrong, Monday is a great movie. I personally think it is. Did I have any idea what I was walking into when I was watching that movie? No. Just like I didn't understand what I was walking into with this movie. Yeah. But like- the he- they both had drug abuse in it. Oh, yeah. But this one, but Wolf of Wall Street had so much drug abuse in it that I was like, this just seems hilarious to me right. that, at this point. And I don't yeah, think that he was like- funny at all, but the yeah. amount that they did in this movie. Honestly, I feel like um, the reason why I think it was enjoyable compared to like the weird things that we were both of us were expecting because neither of us were really you were expecting a lot worse than this yeah. movie can tell you that much. I feel like the movie kind of leaned into the fact that it was completely ridiculous and everything, and was it wasn't taking it. itself seriously, exactly. which I think, which I think is why they're calling it sort of like not. I guess a satire is proper yeah. and what they're kind of like a mock documentary almost like they're kind of trying to be like oh this man is telling you this is how his life went yeah and it's i think it's kind of like a satire in a mock documentary style that's how i think of it and i think it looks hilarious if that is what it's going for yeah i love that it didn't try i love that it didn't justify anybody's behavior because no. I, I feel like that's what i was expecting i was expecting it to like justify the extreme wealth and as someone who like is more left-leaning i think i have very a lot of opinions about capitalism oh yeah i also have a lot of um, opinions on how people spend money that's the point but yeah but like i was expecting like some kind of like justification or like uh you know but like I didn't this person that spends their money because of this reason and right. it's okay because because they're wealthy like that's the reason why it's yeah. okay it's like when uh, i was watching this person review twilight which i am wearing my twilight t-shirt it is my sister's t-shirt um and at some point we will be reviewing twilight with my sister yes. because that's what we'll be doing um so this person was saying like what all this bad shit happened took that edward Cullen all this happened but edward cullen was not wealthy it would be a horrible movie if he was not oh, wealthy. A hundred percent. Like, because money does play into things. It really right. does. And I think this movie kind of emphasizes that. Right. Yeah, I just feel like if they tried to... I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of movies, like, teach lessons. And I feel like this yeah. one did, too, this right? This movie did not teach a lesson at all. <laughs> it kind of did, but it did the opposite way. Like, it didn't... It didn't show any kind of role models. It showed the opposite. Yes. It showed Which how... Which, we kind of need those movies. Like, exactly. this is not what you should be doing. Yeah. This is... At all. This is not right. what you should be doing. It's yeah. not okay. It's exactly. illegal. <laughs> yes. But I feel like... Martha Stewart went away for doing some of this. Let's just say... Well, not to their extent, but she did... She got secret info. But essentially, if you don't know, Martha Stewart got secret info from someone and she pulled out of the stock market when the stock market was going to crash, which is illegal because you're not allowed to do that. If you get insider information, you're not allowed to have insider information. Um, so she went to prison. Another story. She got out. She's fine. Um, she's wealthy. It's fine. She's so um, <laughs> just like this man. He's wealthy. They literally say at the end of the movie, I was like, because he's literally playing tennis when he's in prison. He's like, money makes a lot of things go away, which I think is the truest statement look at how our freaking like look at freaking Lori Loughlin look mm-hmm. at her 
she literally the freaking college admission scandal all these wealthy ass women who decided to try to get their kids into college who by the way didn't want to go to fucking college ruined it for other people and they got out scot-free because they're wealthy they only got a certain amount of time it freaking pissed me off this movie kind of demonstrates that is an example of that it's saying like money can get you out of a lot of things it can get you good lawyers which is why um a lot of people who can't pay to afford a a good lawyer go to prison for a long time even though they might have been innocent because they couldn't get a good lawyer yeah i definitely feel like the main focus of this movie was the money Yes. And how the effect that money could have on people. Yes. It's, 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 the, it's the biggest drug. That's the whole point is that you see all these people doing all these drugs. The whole metaphor is that money is the most addictive drug. Yes. As soon as someone gets money hungry, power. Yeah. All That's all they want. That's and all I they think want. even at the beginning, he wasn't like Jordan Belfort. No. He wasn't that he, crazy. No, especially in that one scene, literally at the dining table, and literally when I was at that, the freaking Matt McConaughey beating his chest and all that, I was like, that, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he was talking about how, like, he'd, like how many times do you jerk off a day? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is not, and the freaking waiter was like, he's, and then, like, the waiter, like, he's like, oh, it's, it's, and he's like, it's his, like, first day on Wall Street. Yeah. And like the way I was like, hmm. he was like, yeah, that's true. It's like people know this shit. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. I feel like that was such a big focus, and it was definitely. It, I feel whatever this movie wanted to accomplish, it did accomplish. Except maybe on my end, I feel like it glorified that lifestyle a little bit, but oh, a little that, bit. But like, I feel like it kind of towed that line right up mm-hmm. glorifying and yeah. having a message and i feel like it really told that line but i don't think it overstepped i don't think it over i think it i think it played the tango with it yeah i feel like there were some moments where it slightly overstepped yes but i feel like because they're trying to go for that mock documentary feel of yeah. kind of making fun of this lifestyle that that is kind of why we're feeling like they're kind of glorifying it because it's kind of jokey. Like you don't. Yes, that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, <clears throat> I know. So it's like, oh god, my voice. <clears throat> I know. So this a couple of times this episode, but I feel like this is a surprisingly good movie. Yes, I, I think if you are okay with substance abuse right. and you're over, you're eighteen because it's radar. Even though, if your parents are okay with it, yeah, sure. Well, I whatever, would say I shouldn't be telling you what to watch. I will watch it. It's a joy ride. It really is. I would say substance abuse, and also if you're okay with like nudity, if you're okay with it, yeah. Right. I'm... And sex scenes. There's a lot that happens <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> okay. If, speaking of, if yeah, you're more we... mature, I would. If you if you're yes. okay, if like, you're like, able to handle mature right. themes. I would say go for it. It's go a good for it. Go for it. You know? Okay. So since we wrapped up for thoughts, I thought I would get into some trivia into this movie. Before you do that, do you want to give like our overall ratings though? Oh yeah. Uh I think I would give this movie a B plus. I would give it a B plus. 
Um, what is that out of five? Uh, I would say three and a half, four stars. Okay, I was gonna say four stars. So maybe like I'm like three point eight. I'm not a huge fan of decimals, but I feel like four is too much, and three point five is too little. So maybe like <laughs> three point eight. Yeah, I mainly gave it a three point five four just because it definitely felt. It kind of towed that line between gratifying this, and I felt really dirty after watching this movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I would, like I said, I wouldn't rewatch it. But. I wouldn't rewatch it. If someone else who hasn't seen it wants to watch this, I will very well watch this with them just to see their reaction to it. Because oh, yeah. there's a lot that happens in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think I give it overall, I think it's like the acting is great. I love the acting. Mm-hmm. I think they deserve more. Uh, awards for this because they definitely worked hard in this movie um and martin scorsese who's the director props to him he did a great job i love this movie the 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 whole like cinematography i think was great i I agree like the cinematography directing everything behind the scenes was so good it was great yeah. I want to know what the design. I want to know what the behind the scenes about this movie was Mm -hmm. i really want to know okay Okay. so So here is the trivia so um Fun fact, the actors snorted crushed B vitamins for scenes that involved cocaine. Jonah Hill claimed that he eventually became sick with bronchitis after so much inhaling and had to be hospitalized. You know what? If that doesn't tell you how much substance they consume in this movie, I don't know what will. I think too many B vitamin B supplements. They have to be hospitalized. That's how much they snort cocaine. Matthew McConaughey's scenes were shot on the second week of filming. The chest beating, which I did mention, and humming performed by him, was improvised and actually a warm-up right that he performs before acting. When Leonardo DiCaprio saw it while filming, the brief shot of him looking away uneasily from the camera was actually him looking at Martin Scorsese for approval. DiCaprio encouraged them to include it in the scene and later claimed it set the tone for the rest of the film. It and did. I think it did. It did. That scene was If you amazing. don't know, it's the scene in the dining room, in the dining scene where McIntyre's character asks uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, who just has like his first day as stockbroker on Wall Street, they go to lunch, and he's like doing this weird beating of the chest movement. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, okay. The majority of the film was improvised, as Martin Scorsese often encourages. You can tell. tell. You could tell. I feel like they were having a lot of fun on this movie. Yeah, exactly. And the acting was Um, so well, like, I feel like it just felt so natural. Yes. Wanting to work with Martin Scorsese, Jonah Hill took a pay cut by being paid the SAG minimum, which is, if you work for a union, is the minimum that they're allowed to be paid, which was 60 grand. So he's paid 60000 for this movie. That sounds like a lot, but I guess in terms but of... But as, as, mo- as an actor, yeah. it doesn't seem a lot. Especially, I looked up how much this movie made. I think it made $100 million. Wow. So, or it was made, I don't remember. Originally, Martin Scorsese offered Margot Robbie to appear wearing a bathrobe during the seduction scene between her and Leonardo DiCaprio. Robbie refused and insisted on doing the scene fully nude, her first in her career. That was the first time she appeared nude in the movie. According to Robbie, the whole point of Naomi is that her body is her only form of currency in this world. She has to be naked. She's laying her cards on the table, which is what Robbie said. 
She had three shots of tequila in succession before shooting the scene to relax. After shooting was complete, Robbie initially fibbed to her family and friends about activating the mood scene or delay any personal repercussions, claiming CGI was used to superimpose her head on a body double. She eventually changed her mind and confessed when the film was released. Oh, interesting. I feel like I that makes a lot of sense. I feel like one thing I, like I feel like the reason why so many people love Margot Robbie's movies is because she really understands her character. Yes. And exact like it just feels right, you know? Like I can't imagine somebody else playing the role better. No. I don't think I don't think they could have hired anyone better. I don't think so, no. Martin Scorsese claim of a sequence of Jordan attempting to get in his car while extremely impaired on lemons was improvised on the day of filming. That it was Leonardo DiCaprio's idea to open the door with his foot. DiCaprio strained his back during the scene and was only able to form that stunt once. And he didn't get an Oscar? Like, what? Jeez. Well, to be fair, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. And whenever he's nominated, he never wins. <laughs> so he won only one Oscar is a title. The only favorite. one? Was that for The Revenant? Was that the only one he won? Yeah, he's only one. I'm pretty sure he's only Which one. Which was, I can't watch that movie. I just can't. The whole idea of him going inside a bear, it grosses me out. It's just like that one scene in Star Wars, sure. which my ex-boyfriend maybe watched, just letting you know. And... <laughs> So it was when 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 uh Luke is, goes into the tauntaun, I can't, I yeah. just can't. Yeah. It goes me out. Um, on a on a routine visit, Steven Spielberg spent a day on the set watching the shoot of the Steve Madden speech. Martin Scorsese claims that Spielberg essentially co-directed the scene, giving advice to actors and suggesting camera angles. Of course he did. Why does that seem like a Spielberg thing? He is such a helicopter director. Let's be so intense. Yeah. Margot Robbie claimed that her sex scene with Leonardo DiCaprio on a bed full of cash was, was extremely uncomfortable as the fake paper bills had sharp edges resulting in multiple paper cuts to her back. DiCaprio later joked that they did hurt, but he didn't care. He was in bed with Robbie, so the bills weren't what he was focusing on. <laughs> what is the looking DiCaprio thing for him to say? Uh, yeah. That does... Actually, that does seem painful, though. When I was watching the scene, I was like, oh, it's not hurt. <laughs> the cap- during, during the kissing scene between Laura DiCaprio and Joanna Lumley, who I think is the one who... Is that his wife? Wait. I don't know who that is. I don't remember who that is. I assume it was his wife is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um... DiCaprio was so nervous about the scene required a, a reported 27 takes to get it right. And he opened the car with his foot at once, so... So, Martin Scorsese said that, that there were actual real-life stockbrokers on set, and some of whom actually worked at the real Stratton Oakmont firm. Yeah, I mean, it's flattered. similar to how they do gangster movies. Sometimes they have people who are actual work that lifestyle. The actors or people who come in and give information that how to act on scene. Same with like cops movies and TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Um Jonah Hill had an audible list when when he put in the fake teeth to play Donnie. To get rid of this, he spent over two hours on the phone calling random businesses and talking with them. Of course he did. <laughs> Jonah Hill play. For like the last one, I'll give one there's a long list. Yeah. Um 
Jordan Jordan Belfort coached Leonardo DiCaprio on his behavior, especially instructing him in the various ways he reacted to the quaaludes he abused, as well as his dope-induced confrontation with Danny Porsche. Wow. That's why it felt so natural. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, again, I can't really talk about the acting in this movie. Like, if you want to see good acting, this is the movie to watch. Sure. Um, is there anything else you would like to say? before we wrap it up. I don't think so. I think it was a pretty good movie. Thanks for listening. Yes. yes. Well, that's it, y'all. We just talked about Wolf of Wall Street. Next week, we'll be watching Forrest Gump with our first guest. I am so excited for that. This guest has been talking about this movie, like, forever. Like, as long as I've known him. So that will be interesting. We, we're friends with this guest, and we quote this movie all the time. Um, so moving, I follow us on all social media outlets. We update on all episodes. We give information on episodes on our social media accounts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at and underscore cat cinema. And have a great day, guys. See you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye.